This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Rick, I don't want to get involved in your personal life. Oh, my personal life? Okay. Uh, But I think you've got a problem. I have a problem? Well, I think your mom has a problem. Well, where do we begin? (laughs) Uh, I think she may have a Hummel problem. Yes, she does have a bit of a Hummel problem. So let me recap what happened for our listeners over the weekend. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I see where you're going with this. On Saturday, Michelle, Lila, and I went thrifting. You know, thrifting. Do you ever go thrifting? Oh, never. (laughs) Okay, but we went thrifting. For those of you who are listening, you go to thrift stores. Who doesn't do that? So, um, well, we got into one of them, and I stumbled on perhaps the largest collection of Hummels I had ever seen. Okay. Hummels are a pretty popular thrift story. Thing. Are they? Yeah, because yeah, right. nobody wants them anymore. <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. that might be it. Um, but I knew that Hildegard, your lovely mom, yes, has a huge... Who hum- makes you sandwiches <laughs> yes, every time right. you see her. Uh, loves Hummels. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to send pictures of these Hummels to you. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, I can pick them up. They're not expensive. I thought, yeah. you know, to, and I wanted to help you solidify your position as the favorite child. Well, I'm really not the favorite, okay. but okay. So I began by sending the picture of the little boy fishing. Yeah. What was your response? She's got that one. Right. Okay. Yeah. The little Czech girl holding a lamb. She's got that one. Okay. The boy holding the black umbrella. She's got that one. The boy holding the blue umbrella that looks exactly the same as the black one. She's got that one. Right. Um, why do they make two that look exactly pretty much I, well, the same? Apparently it works. The <laughs> little boy dressed up as a podiatrist. Yeah. She's oh, got, yeah, she's that, got one. that one. Yeah. I mean, I must have sent you seven of them. Yeah. Uh, and she has all of them. So I think you should really address this problem with you. How much of your inheritance is locked up in Hummels? Do you know? Well, gee, I hope I hope not much because nobody wants them anymore. <laughs> Have you ever driven on uh, Higgins Road near oh, yeah. near our house here? The Donald E. Stevens Hummel Museum. Oh, no, I didn't even know. It is on, uh, on, I think on Higgins. Okay. You know, in Park Ridge or Ro- no, must Oh, I've be, seen it. Must yeah. be Rosemont. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've never been in there. I've never take actually. Take your mom. Why don't you well, take your mom? No, no. That's the last thing she needs. Uh, We have a show to do, Dave. Do you mind if we do the show? The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Minutia Man Man. with Rick and Dave. I think we've discussed this before. You sometimes sneak into our house and just move them around. I do, right? I do. The the fishing, the fishing hummel's going to go over here. Rick, who who moved the choir? I have done that, and it is really satisfying. <laughs> or just just move them like a quarter of an inch to yeah, the left. And, that's and, and, all, and, and that's just, all you need. Just move them a little bit. I mean, if you really want to go crazy, move the boy to where the girl is, yeah. and move the girl to where the, the boy, boy is, is and, and it's and, it's mayhem. Uh, well, hey, if, I know Hildegard's a huge listener. Oh, huge fan. Just, huge fan. It's joke. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Your, your hummels are fine. You don't have too many. <laughs> Speaking of fine art. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got a show to do, and we better yeah, get going. And this comes actually, the story comes from our fine arts desk. Did okay. you know we had one of those? I did not. Danish masters prepped canvases with leftovers from brewing beer. Okay. Danish painters in the 19th century may have turned to an unusual source for some of their supplies, breweries. Researchers examined paintings from the Danish Golden Age and found traces of yeast and grain that had been presumably from breweries. This suggests that painters were turning to buy products from these breweries to prepare the canvases to make them easy to paint on. Oh. Um, study author Cecil Karup Anderson 
uh, said they went into the project looking for how what glue they that they used, and they found they thought it was from animals, and it turned out it was from Carlsberg. <laughs> it could be beer, or well, it's not Bud Light, not, yeah. not the ones no, in Missouri. No, you no, cannot no. use Bud Light no, in Missouri. No, there were no trans people <laughs> right. that, in, no. involved in this. So put your guns <laughs> right, away. Right. Put your guns away. Um, so I thought that this was actually very interesting. Yeah. Right. So I kind of went down this rabbit hole. Well, of no. beer and painting. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you'd sure. be surprised that there's a big right. rabbit hole here. So when you think of beer and painting, what famous painting do you think of? I don't think of any painting. Really? Yeah. Should I be thinking of one? The f- famous of organisms around a table playing poker. Oh, dog, <laughs> dogs, playing, dogs playing poker. Okay. <laughs> so I went down uh, the dogs playing poker rabbit hole and mm. i've got some great minutiae about it oh good. that's what the show is okay. called so first off do you know who painted dogs playing poker i don't cassius marcellus coolidge are you sure it wasn't a dog no it was i don't know maybe oh, this is okay. the name of the dog i don't know. guess how many paintings are in the dogs playing poker series there's more than one. Oh yeah there is <laughs> wow yeah. okay uh um, well, there's the little girl. Uh, yeah, it's, the, the little boy. it's the Hummel yeah. dogs playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I don't know. How many? 18. Wow. There's 18. After the original painting, a cigar company named Brown and Bigelow commissioned okay. yeah. Coolidge in 1903 to paint 17 other paintings for cigar boxes for an advertising <laughs> campaign. Okay. So we've got the bachelor's dog. Okay. okay there's a dog just. Sure. Okay. I don't really know what yeah. this one is. There's another one called The Bold Bluff. I'm not going to read all of these. A Friend yeah. in Need, which is about poker and cheating. Um, New Year's Eve in Dogville. A dog which, that cheats at poker. Well, hold on. Ballroom Dancing. There is Poker Sympathy. I mean, there's a, a lot of these are poker related. Yeah. Um, in 2015, Poker Game, which was the original iconic one that you think of, yeah. sold for $658,000 wow. to an unnamed buyer. Can you imagine that guy? <laughs> honey. Um, yeah, honey. Honey, look what I got. <laughs> this is awesome. You paid what? Yeah, retirement. retirement. Yeah, let's because, put this in my room with the blue velvet Elvis <laughs> right. painting. So, yeah. Here's the problem, that, though, I have with this whole dogs playing poker thing. Okay. okay. As you know, I'm a bit of a poker player. You are. Yep. And sometimes you have to hide your emotions. And dogs are not. Dogs very good. cannot do that. They yeah. can, they get pocket aces. Their little tag. Yeah. Their little whales. Or their oh, their tail the, starts wagging. That's true. You know, be like they, they'd be the worst poker players. Have you players. even heard of the word bluff? <laughs> yeah, they can't. Oh, yeah, they, they start salivating. Right. You know? And how do they hold the cards? They don't have any thumbs. Yeah, you know, so, so many problems. Uh, so so I actually have a story about dogs too. Um, it starts off as a story about dogs. Yeah. Uh, cameras were being used to find out who was stealing hand sanitizer at the state park in state college uh, by by Penn State. Right. Um, This is from the Huffington Post. Instead of finding the culprit, however, they got a film of a man having sex with his collie. The man turns out to be a professor. And they have a hummel for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. A professor at Penn State University. And when they caught him, his excuse was, I do it to blow off steam. I'm a professor. I know how stressful it can be. You know who David Simon is? He's the writer of The Wire, Homicide, Life on the Street. He responded with this tweet. The dog's name is Steam. (laughs) (laughs) Do it to blow off Steam, which I thought was pretty funny. But then, then I, I, he 
put a whole series of tweets. And if you follow David Simon and go out there, you can see all these tweets. This is a story about when he was a reporter. Um, I see that. I see this is the moment when I rifle my old police reporting files from Baltimore and recount for all the saga of Possum Man, a suburban resident of our city who was arrested on an isolated stretch of Weathersdill Road in Leakin Park in the cab of his pickup truck. The gentleman was dressed in women's lingerie and heels and had the carcass of a dead opossum affixed to his penis. <laughs> Nonplussed Western District uh, patrolmen uh, initially detained him on charges of animal cruelty and indecency, though the former charge was dropped when it was determined that the animal was just roadkill yeah. and had only been violated post-mortem. <laughs> well, then there's no I problem mean, there. But come there's, on. There's no, but, but, the there's liberals, no come victim. on. This is another woke it's culture. It's a victimless cancel, crime. <laughs> cancel culture. Here, here. <laughs> um, but here, the, I thought this was interesting. So he went back to his... his uh, Job University, yeah, the Baltimore. A, no, no, I'm talking about uh, David Simon. Oh, okay. He went back to his uh, uh, Baltimore yeah. Sun newsroom yeah, yeah. and told him, "I got, I yeah. got the greatest story ever. I got this story about this guy who's having sex with a dead possum, yeah. and they wouldn't print it because it was a family newspaper, oh, and so it never ran. Yeah. And so this story that I'm telling you right now is is the first time you're hearing this yeah. because it was never reported by the press. Fake news. Can you imagine the professor going back into the classroom after this? Oh, my yeah, God. There's a, well, apparently, and yeah, I, on, I didn't get into the article too much because it's, kind of, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, just shoot me now. Just yeah, shoot me. Right, right, just kill yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, end yeah. it now. Yeah. Kind of not a funny right, story right, after right, that, right, right, which right. is why I went a different direction. Well, I tell you, this is very much unrelated. But, yeah. you know, college kids can be a little ruthless when okay. you do something humiliating. Yeah. I told you the story that I had an entire day lecturing with my shirt was inside out. And nobody said a word yeah. uh-huh. about it. I'm sure they're talking about it still. There's there's you oh, know, yeah. it's some uh but not nearly as embarrassing as this. Hey, we got a review. Oh, okay. This is from the UK. Ooh. My football coach, now I imagine we call that soccer. Yes, we do. Uh, my football coach turned my team onto this podcast. We listen while we drive to road games. I love it. Really fun. I haven't heard of any of these guests, but their interviews are great. Uh, and that's from Salmon Brothers from Apple Podcasts United Kingdom. Salmon Brothers? Salmon Brothers. Okay. That's interesting. All right. It's time for another feature. Actually, you know what? If you like Minutia Men, mm-hmm. can I just tell you this? Yeah. Uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network yeah. uh, because you can pick out your new show, your favorite new show, if you if you think you have time for even another right. one. Uh, like, does. for instance, Minutia Men Celebrity Interviews, yeah. another show. Yeah. You can check that out. Uh, you can check these out at opishows.com. Remember that opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. A time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives and we pull out uh, some magic from the past. Um, And, you know, this is kind of a big week, Dave. I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, June 23rd, 1993... So now we're talking 30 years ago. All right, let me try to think what Can, happened in yes. June of 93. Was this like a Twins Peak? Twins Peak? No, it or was Twin not. Twin Peaks uh, debut or something? No, uh, it was not. Uh, 93 White Sox, of course, were blitzkrieging to the 
division championship. Yeah, no, that's not what it is. Mm. Uh, it mm. was the day that Lorena Bobbitt mm. sliced off John Wayne Bobbitt's penis and tossed it in the woods. Yeah. And it became the biggest story in America. Now, this happened in the 90s, Dave. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It's 30 years ago. No, it means that I wrote a parody song about <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. And I'm just going to play a little bit of it. Uh, this is John Landecker and the Legends doing the Lorena Bobbitt oh. song. No, 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 no. If you want to make Lorena Bobbitt your wife, just make sure you hide the butcher knife. And John Wayne Bobbitt found out that's true. And she woke up cutting off his wazoo. Lorena said John wasn't treating her well. So he wound up in a prison cell. When he got acquitted, Lorena scoffed. That's the last time he gets off. It's a story we all have heard. The controversy that it stirred. The story of their marital strife that ended gruesomely with a knife. She just sliced off his manhood and then she tossed it in the woods. They say the grass there did grow greener. I fertilized by a sliced off a wiener. If you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this yeah. one was your Hey Jude, right? Well, it was my first big, big hit. Big, the big it hit, was my right? first big hit. So twist and shout then. Maybe. Well, all right. So I, there's an addendum to this story <laughs> that I've ma- I probably have never mentioned this before, but I was at a party uh, yeah. while this song was popular, and uh, Tim Weigel, the local mm-hmm. Chicago the sportscaster, team, invited us over to his house, and Mike Royko, mm-hmm. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, mm-hmm. Mike Royko, a uh, irascible, scary kind of guy, a Chicago, uh, you know. Yeah. Like a tavern right. attending, uh, bring me an old style <laughs> right. kind of guy yeah. was there. Gruff but lovable. Gruff, oh, yeah. gruff man. And uh, he found out that I wrote the Bobbitt song. The Bobbitt right. song. And you know what he said to me, Dave? He Do said, you know what? get me a highball, kid. Uh, no, he said, that's genius. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. genius. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway. Speaking of journalists, here's a story. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, do you remember when we had W. Maxwell on and he talked how the best moments of his life was when he sees a comedian bomb on stage? Yes. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. think I may have found the journalist equivalent. Here. Okay. Very serious journalist suffers absolutely cringe on air moment. Real clear politics. Philip Wegman, while signing off from Chris Steigel's interview show on Washington-based uh, WMAL, kind of forgot what he was doing at the time. He was probably trying to multitask. He was multitasking, probably. And he was talking about Mike Pence's presidential campaign. And this is kind of how we ended. We got some audio, and this is how we ended the uh, his little... All right, here we go. We'll we'll see what comes out later on. Um, But some of the claims that he has made, um, they, they do not hold water. Well, I'm, I'm glad you missed today's presser because we're better for uh, c- conversing with you, Philip Wegman, at uh, Real Clear Politics. He's the White House correspondent, and uh, the piece, the most recent piece uh, today, went to print, Mike Pence takes the fight to Trump. Thank you, Phil, very much. Great to catch up. I love you. Thank you. Um, our telephone, did he just say he loved me, did, did I just hear Philip say he loved me? Did he think he was talking to his wife for a minute? I could swear I just heard him say I love you. Did he not just say that? 
so, so he in fact did and Philip Wegman explained what happened next or what happened in a tweet yeah during a radio video interview as the show was wrapping I got a text from my mother the host started to say thanks for joining us and rather than going with the usual hey thanks for having me on I accidentally <laughs> said what I was texting out loud on air I replied love you too so oh, that's boy. nice that's it's a kind nice... of a cute story actually isn't it we should start saying I love you to our guests when yeah, we have. I don't say I love you to my children <laughs> you're listening to Minutia Men featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value so we uh, let me tell you the story about uh, Humpty Dumpty because this show is called Minutia Men and uh, you know, we p- promise Minutia and we're going to provide it. What is Humpty Dumpty about? Have you ever wondered what that was about? Well, he was on a wall. He fell down and then dies, right? Or does it? Well, well, sorry. Is it, it existentialism? I don't know. What as it, it turns out, that's not the original Humpty Dumpty. That's not the original Humpty Dumpty. The original Humpty Dumpty, this goes back to 1797 is when this version was popular. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Four score men and four score more could not make Humpty Dumpty where he was before. Yeah, that's wordy. It's not, it's not, it's not as good. No, it's not great. So, I mean, it has right. been improved right. over right. the years. Well, it turns out that uh, Humpty Dumpty is... Uh, an old 17th and 18th century term for somebody who is overweight and clumsy. A Humpty Dumpty. I think that's kind of the term now. It's still well, it kind of fits, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was about a drink. The Humpty Dumpty was also a drink made by boiling brandy and ale together. Oh, okay. So, you know, oh. I think kind of have casks, you know, bourbon casks now that... Uh, that have sure. beer flavor and vice versa. Well, it turns out that there was more to it than that. Um, Humpty Dumpty Does was it also a collie. <laughs> no, there's no animals involved <laughs> okay, in this okay. story for or the first, Hummel. For the first no time. Hummel. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, but it involves King Richard. Okay. Of England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Richard came to power through questionable means in 1483. He said to Well, the liberals stole the election, didn't well, they? Well, it's actually even worse than it's that. smart man. He had two young nephews that were the legal heirs to the throne, and he put them in the Tower of London oh. and killed them. Yeah. Which, you know, was not nice. <laughs> but that's how he became king. And he lost the, the kingship by having a battle with Henry Tudor, you know, King Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1485. So what does King Richard have to do with Humpty Dumpty? Uh, it turns out that Humpty Dumpty was a cruel name for him because he... Was he a little portly? A little portly. Yeah. And also, he had scoliosis. Oh, my God. And I thought this was going to affect you personally. <laughs> yeah. uh, a scoliosis and a hunched back. Yeah. And so they were making fun of his hunched back. And that's what Humpty Dumpty is. And his horse's name was Wall. So Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had had a great great fall off of his horse. Oh. And that's what it's about. Oh. I had no idea. Yeah. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again because he was dead. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Croak City. So it turns out that uh, some of these stories that we have. uh, Not so nice. No. 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 Well, all the. Aren't all the. Nursery rhymes Many. like Black Death and, you know, yeah. the plague and whatever. Yeah, and, like London Bridge is falling yeah. down. But anyway, yeah. I, I, every now and then I feel like we need to provide actual minutiae. And so that's mm-hmm. what I've done. 
Um, it's time for another feature. And uh, do you remember what we call this feature? That'd be Celebrity Potpourri. That is. That's right. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, I think you're going to understand at the end of this story why I've chosen this letter this week. This is when people send in their emails. Um, and we've been getting a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, people sending emails with their stories of celebrity brushes with celebrities. And here we go. This is from John S. I listen to you guys every week, and I really love your show. The letter you read a few weeks ago about Kareem, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Still a pretty high bar right reminded there. Reminded me of my no own celebrity brush. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars nerd, and my wife and I have gone to a bunch of the conventions. <clears throat> well, one year, we met Peter Mayhew who was the guy who played Darth Vader. Oh, he good. was huge. He was over seven feet tall. My wife and I are both 5'5". Five five. The picture that we took of the three of us <laughs> is framed and hangs in our living room. Very tall Peter, standing between very short Marge and me. More people than I care to admit say this when they look at the pictures. You guys look like a dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you think Which about he, it, Darth Vader, he was wearing the I costume, mean, right? I mean, think about yeah, it. I, I, I kinda, there's not a big I, thing I there, yeah. Thought you'd appreciate that. And to prove to you that I'm a faithful listener, let me close with this. Because I know what Dave is going to say. Uh, yes, Dave, you have told your George Lucas story before. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I, I was about to cue it up again. So, Thanks, John. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you heard my Mike Royko story? <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a great one. So if people want to uh, check out a Minutia Men celebrity interview, who are who do we have up there this coming week? So I loved the show, which has now sadly ended, The yeah. Goldbergs. Yes. And we were able to talk to um, the actress who played Erica. Right. Haley Orantia. Uh, I thought which, you were going to try to get out of saying the name. No, no, no I, okay. I have it phonetically <laughs> spelled right here on my computer. Uh, we had a great chat about the Goldbergs and just her career, and she's just a lovely lady. Yeah, it was a fun interview. She's going to get married. Yeah. You know, and uh, so. And here's what happens when we interview young people, like Haley is a young mm-hmm. person. She's, you know, 30. In her, like the age of our kids, or, basically. A little older, but yeah. Yeah. We start being dads so this is an if you want to hear what it sounds like for Haley being interviewed by two dads that's what that's what you'll hear when you check that out huh. yeah all right so we have to thank some people uh let's thank our the executive producer of the show tony so, lasana tony's doing a great job opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we're distributed by ed silla with radio mm-hmm. misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Man. the preceding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up